0: Well, hello and welcome to From Busy to Ridge podcast, a podcast designed to help advisors increase their profitability and their quality of their life. We're kicking off a brand new series called Practically Pretty, 10 Truths to Make Your Business Beautiful. Wes Young, welcome to your show. It's wonderful to have you here.
1: Thank you, Andy. Great to be here. Looking forward to our content today.
0: Absolutely. And Justin, thank you for being here as well. Good to see you, my friend. It's good to be seen, and we are going to be seen. Uh, so keep an eye out. We'll have an announcement shortly about um, being able to watch these these uh, episodes. If you're a YouTuber such as myself, I like to just sort of have it on in the background sometimes. It, it, Wes, have you ever heard about that guy? And I'm trying to remember the name of it. I'll have it for another episode. But he literally just makes these these audio mixes, and I mean the guy's multimillionaire because he just makes it, it's like it's like chill work work music. And so you go on his YouTube channel, and it's like. People have it on all day long. Yep. And I'm like, eh, God, it's classic. I wish I would have thought at, you know what
1: yes. I mean? Yes. Yes. So,
0: awesome. Hey, I want to also uh, begin the episode by highlighting one of our listeners who left a review. Uh, thank you for those who have. Uh, and if you do, then there's a chance we could read it live here on the show. Uh, this one is from D Davis, 12001. Uh, and he says, learning a ton. Love the podcast. The concepts and language Wes and the team bring uh, is awesome. And he said, I borrowed the pay your children language and booked a couple of appointments with it. Thank you. So uh it's uh it's not borrowing because you don't have to give it back. You can have it, D. Davis. Okay. For not, free. There you go. It's not stealing because it's free. It's not borrowing because we don't want it back. You keep it, my friend. And uh way to take it and implement. Uh and so we'll continue to read some of these reviews uh the folks have left us on iTunes. So give us a star rating on Spotify uh or leave us a review on iTunes, we'd appreciate it. So, uh, Wes, why don't you set this up? Uh, what are we talking about here? Uh, we're going to be talking about it for quite a while. So, so set this up for us. Give us a vision for what we're, we're going to be talking about.
1: Yeah. So, so this today we're really setting up the entire uh, rest of this series here, and and really, it's as you said, practically pretty. The the ten truths to make your business beautiful. So, this is like this is this is to give you some things that will help make everything else we're going to talk about super useful. And to, to set it up, I, I have a, a story that I, I just was cracking up today because it, it, it just proved itself out again. So I, I, I go to the gym. Uh, I go to Orange Theory Fitness. And you see a lot of the same people there because uh, we work out at the same time. You know, there's scheduled classes. And so you spend some time on the treadmill. Then you, you go to the weights. But it's all, it's all like instructor-led courses. So, so for probably the last three years of my life, I've run next to a guy named Tom. You know, we get up, we get on our treadmill, and Tom's a great guy. And Tom, Tom's in incredible shape. Like, like he's my age, um, but he is uh, barely, but he
0: looks like but he looks like Justin.
1: Yeah, he looks more is like that, Justin. He's uh, wow. he's you know, six pack abs, uh, incredibly yep. fit, incredibly good shape. And here, here's what cracked me up, and I think it's so relevant to what, what we're gonna be uh, digging into today is uh he, he we run on treadmills next to each other for the same amount of time now Mm -hmm. now we definitely don't run the same speed tom is like running at six minute miles on on like his base pace and and i'm more like eight and a half so so we're we're very different but but here's the thing as that's occurring throughout the club about usually about halfway through the treadmill cycle of things if you were to look at each of us one of us is having a better time than the other and, and let me give you a, a spoiler alert. It's not me. I'm not the one having a better time. And if you were to look at us, you would say, that's pretty ugly what's going on over there. And one of us, you say, you know, he doesn't even look like every, it's all up. He's kind of smiling and, and, and just going along and trying to talk to me and everything. And, and so he looks he looks really, really pretty as, as as he works out. And I don't know if you have like an ugly workout face or, or a smiley workout face or how it works. But I would just tell you everything. There is a big difference between observing, even though we're doing the same thing for the same amount of time. Yeah. One of us is pretty and one of us is not. And, and, and I think life is like that, Andy, I, I think I think there's area in all the areas we care about. Okay. So our our, our person, our physical self, our relational, our financial, our spiritual, our professional. There, there are people that just seem to have a better like run going on in certain areas mm-hmm. of their life. They seem to do life lighter, they seem to do life prettier. And, 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 and more beautifully than most. And and in fact, you know, I'm a student of the human condition and, and really human conditioning is the thing that I, I love to talk about a lot. So right. I love to peel back the layers of if I'm observing somebody that's really just crushing in a particular area of life or a discipline or a, a, a yeah. an objective, what's going on there? Why, why are they doing it? And, and, and though they might experience the same setbacks in life in many kinds, they might go through the similar environments to other people. They they just they just do it prettier, and they just do it. They have a beautiful flow through life. They seem to enjoy themselves more, even though they're going through hard things. Um, so so as I as I kind of dissect that, here here's what I the kind of the premise of the the thing that I'm coming to in my head, and we'll talk about this in different ways. There are truths out there, Andy, that when we discover them and we apply them, they will make our lives better. They'll make us better at life, and they will allow us to make our business beautiful. And, 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 that is where I want to focus on today. Cause, Cause, think about this. I mean, all of us want our life to be better. You know, we, we talk a lot about the gap uh, between where we are and where we want to be and how that gap never goes away. It just moves. Um, that, that we want, you know, to, to be able to continue to evolve in, in certain areas of life scream louder than others. But if we want our lives to be better. We want our lives to be prettier. We want to enjoy the process more. I think it's just imperative that we continually come back to, um, to this. this when I, the reason we label this practically pretty, you know, 10 truths to make your business beautiful, is because I want to come back to the practical teaching that when discovered and applied will make our lives better and make us better at life as we navigate our gap.
0: So let me, let me dig into, I, I think this will be foundational to, to listen to the next 10 which is the idea that um we actually have control over these things. That 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 uh, one of the foundational ideas of of our conversations has to be that um you know if if what we experience is dependent solely on other people that um we'll we'll never we'll never have the life we want. Because uh, we don't have control over that, right? So um I, this very first one, though, uh, is, is I think, very, very practical because it literally talks about uh, application, right? Uh, that uh, those who are listening, I, I need to invite you uh, because I can't require you. Otherwise, I would. But I would invite you to take action. That's the practical part. Um, after every episode. and And I'm not I'm not saying, you know, move to a different state. Uh, We're not going to be requiring that of you or asking that of you, but there is this, uh, that's, that's episode. That is, uh, I just ruined episode 10. I apologize, everyone. Uh, uh, But, but there is a measure of this, that this will not work unless you're going to do something with it. So with that, Wes, um, where else can you take us along this path to practical application?
1: So this is hilarious to me. Um, And, and I would just guess both uh, Justin and, 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 and you too, Annie, you, you may have a similar story to this of some kind, but um I have a really good friend. He's in the financial business, great practice in Boston, Massachusetts. His name's Michael Broderick, so shout out Michael um, and he he and I go to a lot of the same conferences together uh, like we'll just meet up, you know same industry conferences and we were at one that we've attended every year for like a decade at, at the at the time of this happening. And we got to the conference center a little earlier before the speakers, really before much audience was even there. And he and I uh, had our books from the, from the year before. Like they give you little books, to take notes in, and maybe they got pre-printed like notes and bullets. And so he and I were like comparing notes. And, and what was funny is, you know how you do, you, you might highlight a certain idea, you might star right. it. And it's a really good one. You star it in, highlight it, maybe circle it. And, and, and we, we had a lot of the same stuff. As, as we were comparing notes, like a lot of these ideas that we thought, this could really be good in helping us make our life better and, and, and make us better at life, create a more beautiful practice. And then here's the, here's the thing. We didn't do any of them. Like We, we kind of joke because we're looking at each other and going, wait, we didn't do one of these things that we outlined. And, and, and it wasn't because we didn't think they were good. And it wasn't even because we, we disagreed with them. It was simply because we did not apply those truths that we were we were focusing on, and I love there. There's a, what Brees in mind is there's a quote um, from Lane Jones, and he says he says that unapplied truth is a lot like unapplied paint. It doesn't do anybody any good. Hmm. And and as I process that, here's what I think: Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great if just knowing true things was enough to make our lives better? Like, like, like if you, if you can just, all the areas we care about, right. Wouldn't it be great if just like, let's, take takes physical, for example, my buddy, Tom, when I talk to Tom, I go, man, you look so light. You look so great when you're running. And, and, and he's, I'm like, what all do you do? He's like, well, let me walk you through it. And so he walks me through this eating regimen and, and all the things he does eat and does not eat. And then he walks me through like the extra workouts that he does. Not just, I'm, I'm a one, one a day guy, right? I'm an orange theory. And then it. And I've checked that box for the day. Not Tom. Tom does these other things. He's got all these regiments and habits that make that run pretty. Uh, now, here's the deal. Those are truths out there. Unless I apply them, I'm not going to get six-pack abs. Yeah. And, and, and the same goes for like, anything we're doing in our businesses, which is, you know, this is a, a business podcast focused on helping advisors increase their, uh, their profitability and quality of life for themselves and for their clients. And so professionally, I, I, the thing I come to is for most of us, for the most part, our problem is never a lack of information, is it? it? It's really a lack of application. And so that's why I think as we discuss these 10 truths that we've discovered will make your business beautiful if you apply them. And that's the key. If you apply them, we, we, I mean, we always stress on this podcast the application must – that's got to be – it's all about application. Um, that's yeah. kind of our entire focus. But we wanted to make it almost the theme of this series, Andy, because we're going to talk about these. These work. We've seen them over and we've dissected tons of really successful financial planning practices that do business the way we do business. And these are just imperatives. They're truths that when you do them, you will have a more beautiful business. But you will only have it if you don't just listen to them, if you actually do them.
0: Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of my daughter uh, recently had a – a science fair at her school and um there was this boy that had set up something that had to do with where there was a battery on each side and as you connected these copper wires i think it was these batteries it would make this sort of metal thing in the middle like spin and it reminded me uh of that because i looked at this sort of his table and this is a really smart kid and i was like hey what you know what's this and I thought, this looks dumb. <laughs> and he goes, well, what? And he goes, watch. And he showed me, I was like, that's cool. And I went from dumb to like, this is the coolest one ever. But he had to connect the batteries to these wires. And then it did this sort of magic thing. He's like, and then I was, he's like, I was measuring this and this and this and conductiveness and power. And if we do two batteries, this will go twice as fast and so on and so forth. And it reminded me of that knowledge is potential. Yeah, but until it's applied, it's just potential. That's right. You, you, you think of this, you think of. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if you've ever had the situation. There's actually a children's book about this where, you know, uh, someone is, is frustrated with the television and then they, uh, they try to, you know, they kick it, they turn the knobs and they call a repair person. The repair person can't fix it. And then they close it all up. And then this little kid walks by and plugs it in, you know, like, you know, it wasn't plugged in. It wasn't, it wasn't connected to, to. And so the idea of this idea is so foundational. There is potential, but knowledge is not power. There is a very famous quote, and which states, knowledge is power. And I would say, knowledge is potential power. But until it is applied, it is simply potential power. It is oh. a Tesla without the batteries connected. A Tesla with the batteries connected, pretty amazing. Without yep.
1: the batteries connected
0: it is a pretty very nice. expensive paperweight. Right. Right.
2: Right.
1: That's right. Justin, yeah. you're going to say something? I'll go to Justin.
2: Yeah. I was just thinking from my military days, we had a different way of putting it, it, is, it is, you know, in life or under stress especially you're always going to default to your lowest level training so like if you hope to be like jason Bourne in the moment like you better put in the work to practice that because it's not just going to happen naturally like you'll default to whatever whatever it is that that algorithm in your brain that you're running with that you haven't practically put in the work to change because it's not instinctive to just run towards gunfire right yeah that's not like in your natural instinct of survivability but what they've learned through tons of research in, in battlefield studies, right, is, is that, that speed, surprise, balance of action can increase your survivability versus what would be instinctive, um, to, to most people. So just, that's what I think. And we're talking about that from an extreme situation.
1: Yeah. And, and just, just as an aside on that, Justin, you and I, um, we talked about this yesterday and I'd like you to speak, speak to those like three phases you were talking about of like mastery of, Of any, anything that's an idea, you, you totally don't know it, anything about it yet. And then it moves through these, these movements, but it's all application that gets you there. We were talking, we were talking about it with a client, Justin. I was having to be on the call with him. He was kind of navigating an area that is not unfamiliar to him, but it's, he doesn't have a thousand reps, right? So that's Justin. It's kind of speak to that a little bit.
2: Yeah. It was funny because I remember in wrestling, I wrestled for a number of years and there was this, these different phases that I go through where initially you have no idea what you're doing. Like you're you don't even know what to think about. You're just trying to like, what was it that we learned this week and apply? And and typically, especially in wrestling, like you were too late to do it, right? Like the opportunity was gone. And then you went to this next phase where like the knowledge was there, but like I had to still think about stuff. So there was still this delay and lag. And then it went to the third phase, and that's where like I had learned it. I'd done it so many times, it really was not thinking about stuff anymore. My body would just feel like a certain transition or whatever, and it would react. And then afterwards, you go like, oh, that was cool. I'm glad we got that, right? Like it wasn't something I had to think about it anymore because it was so ingrained. But but it took thousands of reps to get there. And maybe, I'm sure there's plenty of people that are far better than me and it was more natural, but I think in, just in general, that's the, the model that you have to do. If you don't have the practical steps identified, and then if you're not putting them in place, then the knowledge becomes useless for you. And so uh,
0: what, again, what, what we want is we want an outcome and, but yeah. the knowledge is not enough. We have to, we have to do application. And, and I think about this and I, I, I think that what haunts us can also help us. And what haunts you, if you're listening to this is you're haunted by your potential, but what could help you is that is potential and you're aware of it. It's just a matter of tapping into it. And yeah. it usually haunts people because we don't do what we know we should be doing should be doing. Correct. Right. That was a great scripture about that. You know, what I don't want to do, I do do, and what I don't want to do, you know. Um, but, but the reality is today and for the next, uh, foreseeable future with the show is we're going to give you really practical things to do. Um, and we encourage you to do them.
1: Yeah. And I, I've got a couple things, Annie. So if I, if I was to like lodge an idea in everybody's head today and I want to, I want to give them a couple stories and then I want to <laughs> give them the, Hey, this is today's application point. Um, it, it'd be this, it, it is that first that practical teaching when discovered and applied makes our life better and it makes us better at life, but it is the application part that actually triggers anything from, from the ideation phase to the actual muscle memory. Now I'm working it and I'm experiencing the beauty in my practice from it Two really, uh, I think sticky stories on this that, that happened to me. Uh, so I was, uh, many years ago, driving to a town on a business trip, going to stay there for about three days. And uh, on my way there, I realized two things. One is I was about out of gas and I was about halfway to my destination. Second is I would forgot my wallet. And and this is back in the day before Apple Pay and you could use your phone for things. Um, there, there, there was the iPhone. It just wasn't to that level yet. And so I'm in this kind of small i'm not going to say the name of the town because somebody lives there and will get mad uh, but it's it wasn't a great pound let's just say that and i go to the i try and negotiate with the gas station attendant on hey can i just give you a credit card over the phone and and with all those failed attempts i said where's your where's your do you have a wells fargo because that's who i banked with i thought well maybe they can help she, she said yeah so I said well i'm gonna go there and get get some money and then then, then i'm gonna go to the, where's your closest gas station by the way and and she said well uh, from from the Wells Fargo, because I don't know how this is. She said, well, it's about a mile and a half from the Wells Fargo, but you, trust me, you don't want to go there. And I, and I said, well, well, why? And she looked me up and down and I had to be in a suit because that, the meetings I were going to required that. And she said, just trust me, you wouldn't fit in. And so anyway, I, I, uh, after giving my money, I, I went there anyway, because that was I, I, the closest that I could, <laughs> I could get without running out of gas. And as I pulled up, I started to understand what she meant. And the best way I know to describe the environment, Andy, is if you've ever seen the movie Deliverance, mm. um, which again, if you've not seen it, uh, just make sure there's no small kids around when you see it. Yeah, you're,
0: Maybe uh, don't, maybe just don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: So you can, you can get the highlights off of YouTube. How about that? There you go. And uh, there you go. so and just imagine more buildings and people, but the same vibe is what you were getting. And, and so it's clear you're not welcome here and you stand out and, so I pull up to the, to the gas pump, and this is one of those you have to pay in advance because apparently people steal a lot of gas from this particular location. <laughs> and as I pull up, the other funny thing is I look by, like it's – you pull up the gas pump, and you can see both the front and the back of the building. And behind the building were about 12 guys sitting around a picnic table. And this is Texas in the middle of summer. it's just hot. And they had solved this problem, Andy, because they had an old window unit air conditioner sitting on the top of the picnic table connected by this really long orange extension cord over to the wall so so just picture that's the frame I'm walking into that's awesome and and I walk in I so I walk in clearly not 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 I stood out massively and as I walk in the door I see a couple of the guys getting up off the picnic table to to come in behind me and I'm thinking oh. they're coming in to buy something
0: right you were thinking and, wrong Wes. I was they thinking? they were coming
1: in to observe something they were going to get to me right so so I get in there and top it off, the lady behind the counter, she's on the phone, and I thought she was having a prayer meeting because she was saying uh, Jesus and God a whole lot. But then I realized the other adjectives that she was using around that, she was not yeah. having a prayer meeting. She was having a fight with yeah. somebody on the phone to which she hangs up the phone, looks back at me, and says, what? And I said, oh, yes, ma'am. I just need some gas on pump six. And she said, okay. And, and I realized that critical error I made at that point, Andy, when I'd gotten the cash, because i would gotten cash oh, wow. for the whole week, right? I pull out this giant wad of money and I kind of peel off some of the money, give it to her and pay for the gas. This does not go unnoticed by my two friends that were now inside the gas station. And so I, I, I'm, I'm walking out and I'm thinking, just please stay inside. Please stay inside, please. Because one of these, one of these guys, I thought I could take Andy. I got to be honest with you. I thought he's about my size, you know. Like
0: taking to lunch, or like, five? like,
1: like, like, if he robs me, which is oh, okay. everybody kind of okay. is, is guessing the same thing, right? We kind of know where this is going. And but the other guy, it was very clear that I just would surrender because he was giant, and and he was giant by like NFL football player stats. Okay, so we, I walk out the door, and of course I hear the door open again behind me, and it's the big guy. And he's and he's coming at a rapid pace, like not a not not a run, but a very fast like walk at me. And I'm just going and I'm thinking, well, and then I feel his hand on my shoulder and turns me around and he says, I know you. And I said, well, hello, (laughs) sit. He said, you used to come to Bartlett prison every Monday to speak to. The men, and, and I would go just by, by way of background, Andy, is is I, for many, many years, a decade or so, I would volunteer at Bartlett Prison to teach uh, how biblical principles would apply to your everyday life to make your life better. And that involved finance, it involved work, it involved all these different areas. And he said, you used to come to Bartlett Prison every Monday, and I never missed your class. I loved when when you come teach. He said, and an amazing thing, and, and he said this, he said, be faithful with your little and God will make you ruler over much. And 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 what he's quoting there was scripture I teach on all the time in Matthew about the parable of the talents. And the summary there was, "Hey, you do what you can do. You be faithful over what's in your hand, and then let God take care of the results. Let God take care of the supernatural." And he said, and then he, but he said, "Be faithful with your little, and I'll make you ruler over much." He said, "It works." I said, "It does." He said, "Yeah." He (laughs) He said, "He said it works." He said, "Because see, I got out of Bartlett, and then I moved here." And I got a job. the only job I could get. It was at this tow truck company. And they wouldn't even pay me minimum wage because they knew they didn't have to because uh, I had a mm-hmm. criminal background, couldn't get a job anywhere else. But I was faithful with my little lives with the job I had. And he said, and, and then eventually management changed and they did pay me more. And then eventually I became management. And then eventually I bought the company. And he said, and I've been sitting over there all day, kind of whining to myself about certain things in my life that are not going that well. And then I looked over and saw you. And I thought about that all the things I have in my life that I once prayed for, but, but, but it was those ideas that allowed me to apply them to my situation that enabled me to experience the outcome that, that I now have. And I said, well, brother, you won't believe what led me here today. So apparently God wanted to speak to you. But we, so we had this great dialogue, and, and I give that as a, as a positive example. Let me give one more. So I, I also ran into another guy from Bartlett one day, and it was after I'd been to a Chick-fil-A. I'd just picked up my food. You know, and, and I, cause Chick-fil-A, the God's holy meal is what that Amen. is, you know? Amen. And and so I got the number one, uh, Chick-fil-A fried chicken sandwich with the large waffle fries and a diet lemonade because I'm healthy. So, and then I got a 12 piece nuggets cause I was hungry. And uh, in addition to that, and I'm, and I'm leaving and, and at the corner of the, the, the stoplight, I could see a guy with the sign said hungry. And you, you ever get that? Like you just know you're supposed to give him your food type of yep. people. Yep. And so I'm arguing, I'm going, well, God, he, he's hungry, but I'm also hungry. We have something in common. You know, I, I, I don't know that this is like, I should. Anyway, long story short, I gave him my food. I mean, I didn't give him all the food, I gave him the nuggets, and there were only nine left by the time I gave That's him right. none, But yeah, yeah. Um, so I gave him some. And, and he said, Hey, I know you. And I said, You do? He said, Yeah, you used to come to Bartlett prison every Monday. Hmm. He said, And I never missed your class. And then he said something, to Andy, and, I, and this is sad for me because I think about how many times I've said this in different aspects of my life. He said, I sure wish I would have applied more of it. Mm-hmm. And on the one side, it, it's just a, an example of you can create beauty with application of truth, that there are truths out there when discovered and applied, make your life better, make you better at life. Unapplied truth is like unapplied paint. It's not going to do anybody any good. Yeah. So, so with, with, the, with today, here's the, here's the takeaway, here's, and I know we're, we're you know, ha- ha- harping on this, but I just want you to live, I hope this lives in your thinking, is the takeaway for today, the application point for today is very simple. I just want you to get a buddy. I just want you to get a buddy. And, and what I mean by that, what is a buddy? I just mean send this podcast to five people or two people or one person that you know will do it that you want to engage in the next 10 weeks with. Cause we're going to have really cool truths that I'm going to tell you these things work. If they're in the financial business and they want to help increase profitability and quality of life, this stuff works it, that, that will, that will every week meet with you after the podcast and you guys can talk about it and you can talk about what you're going to do with what you heard. And then the next week, not only are you going to talk about what you, you talked about last week, you're going to talk about how, how you actually applied it. And because there's a certain. There is a certain uh, power to having a community of accountability. Uh, we see that on a broad scale, but we also listen, community can be too. It just needs to start somewhere. So, so get a buddy, send this to somebody right now, send them a text, say, Hey, listen to this. I'd like to spend the next t- t- 10 weeks work of shopping this with you. And, and, and what you'll find as a result is your, your application points will be far greater than they ever were. If you don't, if you don't have that next level of accountability.
0: Well, uh, the story is haunting and encouraging, right? Um, because it's not just true of people who have been in prison, right? It's true of all of us uh, that there are things that um, that we know that we aren't doing. And the other truth is that it's a lot harder to do things when you're alone. And I think that's why, you know, you're going to send a text message if you're listening to my voice today. You're going to send a text message. How about you send one that'll help you? and probably help the person that you're sending it to. So send that text message, send that link. I'm sure that whatever you're listening on has a share button. Click share, click on messages, start typing your friends' names, um, and send that message out. Uh, and we thank you for listening to today's episode. Uh, we hope that it's been practical and inspirational. Uh, and if you haven't before, I would invite you to visit westyounglive.com. You can learn about some other resources that Wes has available for you. For in the financial services business, and thank you again for being a faithful listener to the podcast. Uh, and we also want to thank you in advance for leaving that review on Apple uh, or on Spotify. Thank you, and we'll make sure that we read some more on future episodes. Uh, Wes, as always, thanks for your time.
1: Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Justin.